Alright, I'm to transfer tape number one. Now, uh, from Saturday, July 27th to 2013. Thank you. 
Dad, we're to George Wright. Merry Christmas, everybody! It's July... 27 here, 2013. Walt and I are here. T Walden is me. <laughs> <laughs> and over there, having a snack is Patricia. And the evil twin. <laughs> Walden me. And I'm going to play a little more Patricia's favorite song while she giggles. Giggle, Patricia. Oh, gosh, you're funny. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Patricia. Merry Christmas, Walden. Thank you for playing that. Uh, you're welcome. Hello, Carl. How are you? Good evening. It's Charles from New Jersey. Hello, Charles. Charles, you got through. How are you? I know. That's why I, why I, I was up to 3.30 Eastern last Saturday night trying to call and get through. Oh, no, you said that in your email. You're a trooper. You are one true loyal person, Charles. I said, I said okay, I'm calling first tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. Yeah. You made it. You made it. Well, we missed you, Charles. I'm glad you're okay. I was really happy when you sent the email, Patricia, and one to me that you, you, were, that you were here. And that's, that's important. You know. I'm going through a, well, I'm going through a lot, and I'm, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, you I don't gotta... want to blab too much over the internet, because you know, you yeah. know who the heck's listening. But you know, all this been there, done that. We've all, oh, got, yeah. you know, that's the nice thing about it, because there's, there's nobody's alone. We all oh. been there. You know, it's just. What can I say? Just I can't. I can't believe. Well, I, of course, I lost my job. It'll be three years. I think it's. More days, it'll be three years already. Wow! Like, and it's still in court. It's, 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 no wonder I'm where I am. <laughs> but you know, hey, day by day, day by day, that's all we have. That's all we have. So, are you getting ready for sports season here in a month or so? Oh! When am I ever away from the season? I know. I know. Football, I know. Football, preseason football I know. next week. I know. S words. S words. I know. Well, Pat Patricia's team will be on next Sunday, I think, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins, okay. you know. <laughs> you know, she got the Dolphins to root for, the uh, Florida Marlins. Uh, Jaguars, yeah. The Jaguars. Let's see. I don't know. The, she's stingray, a the, the, the Blue Rays, the Stingrays, the Stingrays. No. The blue. Yeah, no. the sea rays. Who, who got the rays? They get now to call now to get now to get called them the rays. Yeah. They, 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 what they, was their full name originally? Devil rays. 
Yeah. Now they yeah, get, that one. They drop into the race. Well, they're probably going to win the World Series, I think, this year. Their baseball? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. So, so if they do, you should go to the World Series, Patricia. <laughs> I, I think... Charles, you're a bad influence. We were doing just fine with the S-word. <laughs> In fact, I don't know how much World Series t- ticket cost. I went to one World Series game in 1978, and a compliment in the Milwaukee Brewers sent a two-ticket to the Yankees Dodgers, and face value was $17. I don't have no idea. I bet it's now to get into the World Series got to be a couple hundred bucks or better. It's just amazing. I think you have to leave your firstborn at the door, too. Ugh. Something else. $17. Something else. Yep, $17. Okay. You know. I, well, I then tell Charles zero, we we pros. haven't talked best words for a long time. I know. Well, that's why I decided to to <laughs> jump in and do it just for Charles. We're figuring it's been pretty quiet on this on the sports front here pretty soon. I noticed that. I know, I know. Last week, nobody brought it up. I know, I know. It, 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 we have lost our, we've lost a segment of our of our family because we haven't talked the S words in a while, month or so. Before. Our whole personality has healed itself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it doesn't prevent her everybody from coming up with a baseball question every week. Now, and it's such a struggle. It's such a struggle. Okay, you have you you have my baseball question now. Yeah, I do. You want to give it to Charles and I together? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Should we should we spring the topic on him instead? The the fam- no. I have your baseball question. Oh, good grief. Okay. All right, Charles. Yes. You're in on this. You and I are working together, Charles, on this one. This takes teamwork. Okay. In 1965. The minimum annual salary for a baseball player was established. What was it established at? How much were they making? Guaranteed. Not as much as today. <laughs> I'd say 65. I'm going to guess. 1000 Baldwin? Minimum salary. Mm-hmm. Five for, okay. for the whole season, I'm thinking, Charles. Um... I would say twelve thousand dollars. And Charles, for the entire year, you say a thousand. A thousand. A thousand. Okay. It was six thousand dollars. Well, it's take Charles and I and cut in half. We're there. I know six thousand dollars, and it was just one thousand dollars more than the minimum had been set in nineteen forty-seven. Six thousand. God, they make that in one swing today. <laughs> I think that's an embarrassment. <laughs> really, six thousand oh, yeah. dollars for a professional ball player in the major leagues. Well, that's terrible. It was very common, actually, um, for baseball players, even into the mid fifties or into the sixties, had to get a part-time job during during the off season. Because their baseball salary was just not, wasn't going to kill them throughout the whole season. Well, I can see where that would happen. They and, have families to raise. Yeah, and that's why the Yankees were always so happy cause with that World Series check that they knew they didn't have to work an off-season job. So, it really was, oh, an impetus here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Now I they got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. $6,000 for an entire season. I think the minimum salary now, I think it's 400000 now. Minimum? Yeah. Oh, Welcome to the free agents, huh? <laughs> there's, 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 I mean, think about it. There's players now in baseball that will sign contracts for seven years and make $145 million. And And that's if they play or not. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, if they get hurt, they still get it. And if they get if they get traded to another team, the team, you know that they got that they were on, they still have to pay that salary. Wait, wait, wait. The the contract. All right. Let's say the Yankees have a seven year contract. Right. With mm -hmm. a with a player, he's two years into the contract. You've got five years left to go. Yep. And they trade him. Right. They still does have the contract to... go with him? Yes, it does. They still have to pay him. They still have to pay him. Yeah. They who? The, the, whoever trade for him has to still pay a, pay his if, contract. If the if the Yankees played if the Yankees traded a player like you said to Boston, and Boston got him, the Yankees would still have to pay his contract. It depends how they negotiate. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they will uh, other, another team will trade a player and still pay the salary. Wait wait wait! I am I am thoroughly confused. Okay. <laughs> So, um, let me give you an example. This year, the Angel trade an outfielder named Vernon Wells to the Yankees. Uh -huh. His salary was $23 million this year. The Angel decided to trade the player and still pay $13 million of his salary this year. And the Yankees got, got, got the player and only had to pay $9 million of his $23 million salary. Uh, okay, I got it now. I got it now. Yeah. So... And one way or another, the player comes up with the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Which team pays how much of that? It's is negotiable. Up to the team. It's negotiable between the two teams. Yeah. It, it's between the two teams. So yep. the player is not pulling two multi-million-dollar contracts. He's he's collecting one salary. He's mm -hmm. not collecting two salaries. You do you do you two remember the baseball player Ricky Jackson? Everybody knows Reggie Jackson. You remember his well, his interesting clause he had when he signed with the Angels in 1982? He had a very he interesting got, clause. He got paid double in October? It was almost like that. Uh, you Charles, know, are you impressed? It was almost like that. He, the deal was... Uh, the deal was... Geniotri gave him a deal... After they cleared so many people come into the gate, I think it was a million people or something, he mm -hmm. got 50 cents a head. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, so that first year that he played for the there were 2.8 million people showed up. So Reggie got a nice bonus there at the... A uh, $1.4 million yeah, dollar bonus? Yeah. All right, I didn't know who he played for. Oh, he played for the Yankees, of course, then, then after that the... Uh, Angels, but mostly. They gave him away to the Angels? He went to free agent to the Angels, yeah. Wow. See, we were talking about team loyalty one night. Uh-huh. Free agents, I think that was the critical, that, that was the critical factor in losing the, the team loyalty. Well, actually... The fans are still loyal to the team. They're not as loyal to the players. 
and I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking um, player loyalty to the mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. from from the other side. Shut I mean, can you imagine in in the 1940s a Yankee saying, "I'm going to move to another team"? No. No. I mean, once a Yankee, always a Yankee. Well, now, now if a Yankee that doesn't gets, happen if, anymore. Well, if a Yankee gets traded to a rival, then comes back to Yankee Stadium, he hears it. Well, there's probably one player right now on the Yankee team that will always remain a Yankee. And that's Jeter, okay. that's Jeter the shortstop. I don't see him ever playing for any other team, you know. So. Well, what if they give him away? Well, I I think I think the fans in New York will be burning the stadium down. They like him that much, uh, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I don't, I don't like him. How about that? Yeah. Okay, well, both you guys flunked on the baseball question. <laughs> You're both in a shameful position tonight. Absolutely shameful. And my reward for stumping both of you yes. is that we will not say an S word for the rest of the night. Oh, I didn't, you had this strategy all worked out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't, but it sounds good, doesn't it? It sure does. Yes, it does. Don't, don't yell at me. I didn't bring the S word up. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I violated Bill Black's rule. I went ahead and talked sports. I said, you're traded. Yeah. Bill will trade me. I, I, it, it, what, what, what do you think? He think we can get two, ba- base, two bags, first and second bag for me instead or home plate? <laughs> In the, the postman show that you played last week. That's right. I remember saying that. The, the postmaster wanted to know if yeah. Zipper had brought his bag, and Molly said, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Great one. That was good. Yes, you can get two bags for me. <laughs> if you trade me in, you can get two new bags. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. Charles, we have a topic for the evening. Okay. Patricia, you like to announce it to the family? Oh, sure, but it was your it was your topic. Weldon came up with this one. I think it's great. What is the best bargain you ever got in the whole wide world? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, uh, free radio shows. Ah! Uh, oh, what a great answer! I know. That's a great one, Charles. Great one. You you did good. I never even thought about that. Wow. Anyway, All right, you did mind, good. I said, okay, I'm gonna kiss up to Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. No, it, honestly, it's true, though. It's a great bargain. Because yeah, I remember buying them years ago, and God, all the money I spent. <laughs> of course, they were cassettes; they didn't last forever. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know that. We had never talked about that, Charles. That you and Walden were in the buy the cassette kid oh, group. I think, my, I think I used to buy them. I think the company was Radio Yesteryear. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How much did you pay for a cassette? No, not much, but I think it was. Five, six dollars, I think. And how many shows did you get on a cassette? <laughs> one. Each, the whole show was half one si- on each one, side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one side each. Okay, yeah. so you got you got two half-hour shows for five dollars. No, I, I I think it was just a one-half-hour show. Yeah, sometime there was a yeah. company called Medicom, and 
my in uh, Minnesota that sold for I think seven dollars, Patricia, one show and half was on side A and the other half was on yeah. side B. Whoa! I remember. I think that's the one too. Yeah. Yeah. That is a small fortune. Well, back then, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. At any time, I'm going to pay $7 for a show. And I bought, it, I bought a lot of shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was record albums. I, I, used to I, go, yeah. I used to go to record stores to buy radio shows, LPs, and sometimes with mm-hmm. $10, $11 an LP. And sometimes you get the bargain bin and you see one for $1.99, you guys steal, you thought. But the average was 5 or 6 I bought this. I bought the LPs. And it was a box set. I forget the show it was old time radio shows. Yep. It was about four LPs, you know. <laughs> and there were a lot of shows on it too. But <laughs> on an LP, how how many shows could you get on an LP? Sometimes two. Three depends on you know, how long the shows were. Yeah. Now like now like CDs. Now you can put what over a hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> or more. Yeah, depends on, of course, the size of the shows. But you're right. Sometimes you can get more than a hundred on a CD. Plus you don't. Plus you don't have to get out of the chair or whatever to change the side. Or <laughs> yeah. Wow. Gosh, there's a great question. When's the last time you bought a record, an LP record, Charles? <laughs> God. I would have to. Jeez. I would have to say well over 15 years ago. What about you, Patricia? When's the last time you bought an LP? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I mean. I mean, we, if, for a lot of us, it's probably been at least 20 years. I think when the, I remember I got, I, I must have had about, got 20 cases of uh, 45 records. Mm-hmm. And of course, LPs. I had a whole bunch of them. Then when cassettes came, well, of course, eight tracks too. Throw them in there. Yeah, eight tracks. <laughs> yeah. And they were a winner too because God, I think they put. They were weird. They had like four different sections with right. eight tracks. That's right. They would play, God, two, three songs maybe, and if the about, third song was not even over, it would go right to the next one and right into the song. About seven minutes per track. Yeah. yeah. Four tracks. Yeah. And you couldn't, if you liked the song, you sure couldn't find it. No. <laughs> Not like a cassette or whatever, you know. <laughs> and they didn't you last long either. You couldn't hop to an individual track? No, but see, they, on an eight track, they wouldn't track, they wouldn't separate by songs. It was just by minutes. So it's your favorite, uh... your fav- it's your favorite song, if it just so happened to be the second or third song on... The track, you had to play the whole thing to get to your favorite song. Mm. You couldn't fast forward. No, you couldn't rewind. fast forward or rewind. <laughs> God. So and they, if and you got a Barry off. Manilow, you were stuck with Barry Manilow forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's funny. They were like cassettes, too. You keep playing and they just break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> You know, I did not, I've got, um, I, I bought a secondhand car when I killed my baby. Oh, <laughs> my poor baby car. Um, and I, I bought a, a used car, a pre-loved car. <laughs> and it's a 2006, and it does not have a cassette player in it. Well, my, I think that's outrageous. Well, now, if you go on to a brand new car, I some brand, they're not selling CDs with them now. I know, I know. It, it's um, I think it's an option. They've taken it mm-hmm. out as a standard feature. Yeah. 
And, it, and it's an option now. So I, if I wanted to have a cassette player put in, I would have to go to a sound place, and they would have to replace the entire unit. Mm-hmm. Or you could buy... I never see how good these things, these little portable cassette thing where you stick in your cigarette lighter or whatever. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know how good those things are. Well, then I wouldn't have my GPS, so... Well, that works, I think, because most new cars now come with satellite radio, and that'll work. I think I've, I know people that don't have the satellite radio in their car, but they plug them in with that cassette player, and it works. Yeah, I think some of the new oh, cars are, now are coming with USB hubs where you can plug in your different Correct. mobile devices in it. So uh-huh. that yeah. could be your GPS in there. And their cars now coming out with internet radio. That's true. <laughs> we will be yeah. heard. All right. I don't know where the the GPS unit that I have mm-hmm. plugs into the cigarette lighter, and as I've seen units that will give you a couple of USB hubs, right. and I think they plug into the cigarette lighter as well, and you've got the USB, but I can't, I can't use, well, maybe I could. I don't think I have a USB to play it. I have a USB port to download information from the computer, but I don't think I can run it on a USB. Hmm. Interesting conversation here, guys. Mm-hmm. You always make me think. Well, now, wasn't there something you used for your car? I think except you were telling somebody listeners about it over the last two to three years, and I'm trying to remember what it was. An MP3 player. Then you have like a, you could take an oh, MP3. Oh, I did. Yes, and that plugged into the cigarette lighter too. Right. Yeah. I don't have it anymore, and the one that I got for a replacement uh-huh. didn't work. Um, so I have to kind of shop around and get something a little bit more expensive than $7. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not a bargain if you get something for $7 and it doesn't work. Yeah. But you're right. It was, it, you plugged it in. You could plug uh, a little flash drive into the USB port. The thing plugged into the cigarette lighter. You turned on your radio and coordinated the stations. And you're... MP3, whatever you had on the MP3, I put radio shows on it. Whatever was on there played. Science grand. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Okay, Charles, it's time for a question. Are you ready? Oh, not a hard part of the night. I know. Oh, I know. I know. All right. We're going to, we're going to, I have two possibilities here for you. I'll give you the first one. Edgar Bergen's daughter is an actress. She was sometimes referred to as Charlie McCarthy's sister. What is her first name? Candace. Very good. All See, right. You know, I mean, you always give me this, oh, I don't know, maybe I could do it. And you always do it. And okay. Mur- and she played Murphy Brown. <gasps> oh, man, you are right on top of this stuff. Murphy Brown was a television show. When did, when... When was it on? During the Dan Quayle period of the 80s. <laughs> How would you associate something like that? Well, remember, because uh, Dan Quayle and Murphy Brown got, in, got into a little argument match. Ah, okay. Never watched the show. I have no idea. That's all I remember. Patricia, That's doing... Patricia, she asked me that question again. When was it on? When was it on? TV. 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? I said the, when, when, was, when it, was it when was it on? And, and he said on TV. When, not where. <laughs> Charles, you first you call up with F words and now your mission is to confuse me. Everything is doing fine here. Okay, what kind of what kind of shows would you like? Uh, old time radio? Yeah, you haven't had any for a long time. Okay, the one I wanted last week when I tried to get through for 10 hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, 21st Precinct, I think it's called. 21st Precinct. I know I've uh, got some. I don't know how many I have, but I know I've got some. Why did you pick that one? What a peculiar... Well, I've recently heard some of it. It sounds good. All right. Uh-oh. Well, okay. Why, is that on your worst show category? I, you know, it could be. I'll have to check the list. <laughs> it, it could be. Um, and your job will be to tell me whether or not it really belongs there. Well, I can't ask for the whisper because I have that already. Yes, you do have that. I remember that one. And you've got the six shooter and murder at midnight and the awful clutching hand. I can't even, the clutching hand, I cannot even put that in the file because it's just a collection of sounds and a couple of grunts and a few words in between. I mean, it's, it, people wouldn't even know that they were tuning into a show. But you've got it. You've got that one. That's what that, that's what that is? I never even listened to it yet. But see, um, give yourself a treat and listen to the first one. And you listen to the first one, and you'll know what's in every single one after that. It's called Awful. Oh, good. It's something to keep my neighbors away. Yeah, well, this is true. This is, it probably is your neighbors on there. So, Well, Charles, I am so glad that you are feeling up to giving us a call. And, you know, I'm, I hope the, the rough patch is starting to ease up a little bit. You've really been through the mill on this one. Well, I'm trying a couple things and all. Because I know Walter got the mess email because he replied. On, I guess you got it too? Mm-hmm, I did. He never and shame on me for not replying. Oh. I owe an awful lot of emails, and you're on my yeah. IOU list. So, yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, and I know you've you've just been through the mill and, and had some really serious bumps here, but it sounds like you're handling it really well. Uh, you're doing good, kid. There some days are not easy, you know. But no, take, no. Because it could be a lot worse, but... I know, but I have um, old time radio and I have all my sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just keep calling and make yourself feel better that you're sending Patricia into the corner. <laughs> I'm over here whimpering. You just keep those calls and letters coming, folks. Okay, everybody else call tonight and okay. talk about sports, your favorite teams or you know. Right, we'll just invite everybody. I can listen in peace because I got through. All right, you made it. All right, it. well, maybe we'll talk to you later. Okay, I'll, I'll call later, give the sports report. Yeah. You're so good to me. <laughs> you, you, are, you guys are just so good to me. I don't know how I ever make it through the week without you. I know. Okay, we'll talk to you later, Charles. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, right. Seven, one, I'm so four. happy to hear from him. Five four five two zero oh, seven one. I agree. Oh, I forgot to tell you. What? Anybody? I'll put all these out. 
as a sport, as a trivia question. Uh, what really famous television sport, uh, television quiz show host called me and left me a message yesterday? I supposed to return a call next week. Somebody I'd never talked to. That's a clue. Really famous. Okay, I'll think about it. Okay, hello there, Carl. You're on the air. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. I enjoyed it so much last week, I decided I'd do it again. You have got to be Ron. Ron! From Illinois, right? From Illinois is right. <laughs> oh, am I doing well or what? You're dangerous. You're good. You're, You're dangerous, good. Patricia. You're dangerous. I know it. Oh, man. I am hot tonight. Oh, man. Well, how is it in the state of Illinois? What city are you in Illinois, Ron? I'm in Ottawa, which is uh, it's spelled just like the city in Canada. Uh-huh. And uh, it's um, about 75 or 80 miles southwest of Chicago. And it is cold here. Oh, what happened? I mean, like, like, like uh, I checked the temperature about 4 o'clock my time here, and I had 63 degrees for coming. <gasps> oh, man. Yeah, it's That's cold. Man. Winter is coming. The goose is yeah, getting well, fat. Please put a penny in the well, Christmas hat. Wow. I do something here, I'm telling you. And I... I, uh, it, it's cold. It really is. It's cool. It's been a, it's been a really screwy weather here the last days. I, I, we, we have wow. rain to humidity to a little hot. Now it's gotten cool enough that I had to pull out my sweatshirt and have it nearby tonight. So it's just, well, it's weird weather at the moment. I'm sure you did because it, it was cold. Yeah. Uh, at least it's here it was. It's 82 degrees I, here. If you didn't get it today, you'll, you'll, you'll be getting this pretty pretty much the same weather tomorrow, so it, it, it was cool here yesterday, too, so that makes sense. Patricia's inviting everybody to come to Florida? Is that what I just heard, Patricia? There you no, go. She's, she's mentioning that it's 82 degrees right now. That's just a mere mention. <laughs> oh, man. It was 92 today, if that will keep the bugs away. <laughs> I don't know if it will. I, I, uh, oh, I my was, gosh, 92. I was, I, I was in Florida once, and I wasn't a real fan of, of the humidity there. I don't know if I told you about that or not. I was a uh, didn't like it. Well, it's a place that you either like or you don't like. I don't think there's an awful lot in between. But the humidity I think you're right. for someone, yeah, for someone coming from the Midwest, especially because I don't think you folks in the Midwest have have humidity to deal with. It's actually, except after a rain during the day, nighttime humidity is pretty high, but the daytime gets very low. Ah. So we have to put you out in the sunshine. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I'm very uh, light yeah. and I so, burn. So you think most of the people who come to Florida are from the East Coast, right? Not any longer. Uh, but when you say East Coast, how far? Northeast. How far North does that cover? Northeast. So, uh, well, for example, I'm thinking, especially out here, the mid during the winter, the Midwest people come to Arizona or Nevada. Mm-hmm. This day, right, Ron? A lot you probably know people that come out this way, just get out of the cold weather. I would say mo- most of the people who want to get out of the cold weather in uh, the Northeast would go down yeah. to Florida. I, that's what we I was get, thinking. We get all of the coastal states, and then we get Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Indiana, uh, that that whole cluster mm-hmm. in there. Michigan. Sure Did I say Michigan? There. I beg your pardon. I'm sure you get. I'm sure you get some from Illinois. Uh, and Illinois, yes. I'm yes. sure you do. Oh yes, we do. We have we have Illinois cars here right now. I saw it too the other day. 
So were you born? I think they're lost. Were, were you born in Illinois, Ron? Yes, I was. So that's right, right here in this town, actually. Ah. So that's so how you're you... in the same town you grew up in. I yeah. love it. We talk about that occasionally, about the mobile Funny. society, and that people rarely stay in the in the same place where they grew up. And well, I, I I would have I would have been here uh, full time, but uh, all the way through. But I had to go uh, uh, downstate to go to school. Uh, right. From the ripe old age of six, I boarded. Right. Uh huh. And I didn't like it. No, I I I talked to several you know blind people in the in the sixty and above, and that seemed to be the normal case. You know, a lot of them would go to boarding. The, the parents oh, yeah. would send them out to boarding. Yeah, and I didn't. I just never got to the point where I liked it, and uh, I uh, I couldn't wait to get to get that over with. I knew I had to go. I knew I had to do it. I could not have gotten the education here that I got there, and I know that. But boy, was I glad to get it over well, with. Well, to me, it's almost you you you're taking out your home nest, and so no wonder I think so many kids feel out of place. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah especially when you consider that. Uh, in this case, I lived there. I didn't live here. I came here uh, for vacations, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was glad to get it over with. <laughs> My gosh, I, I just, you know, under the best of circumstances, being sent away to boarding school is is awful for some kids, just terrible. And you've got the the additional challenges. You're leaving your nest that was oh, comfy. Yeah. Oh, gee. Well, the, uh, here's another wrinkle you can add to the mix, too, Patricia, and th- this is something you probably didn't, wouldn't have thought of. But when you do that, you don't have any friends at home. You you know, people people have friends that they go to school with and they grew up, you know, they, they're living around, you know, at home. Yeah. Well, consider that, that uh, our friends were halfway, were all, all over the state during the summer, you know, and it was, <laughs> so it, it was it was really interesting. Anyway, face it. it did, this, this whole system did its best to put you out of touch with everybody. Oh, it did. It did. Uh, I came when I came back here uh, to live. Then after after I left school, and I didn't go to college because I was tired of being away. Um, when I came back here, you know, I would I would meet people or hear about people. That, would you know this person? You're like, well, you're the same age. Why don't you know him? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know him because I didn't go to school with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's okay. I mean, it was. It, it's just life, and I had to deal with it, and it's over. And boy, am I glad. But uh, you know, it, it's all right. Well, how big is this? How big is your town, Ron? This is a community of about oh, maybe eighteen or nineteen thousand, roughly, and it's a uh, industrial community uh, with with a, a lot of agriculture in the area. It's a farming community. So, eighteen or nineteen thousand—that's a very, by today's standards, a very intimate setting. It is. There are smaller towns, but it's nice. Um, It's—I, we like it out here in God's country. It sounds wonderful. Now, we'll give you Ron's address, everybody, (laughs) and we can all show up and appreciate. Oh, but you said it's what sixty-three degrees today? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want my cold weather, (laughs) now. No, we'll Um, we'll check in with him during the week and make sure it's warm before we tell you where to go. Do you have a main? Do you have a main street? You have a main? You have a main street, Ron, where this all the stores are? Yes, we do. Uh huh. Um, 
there's a, uh, a main street that goes through town. Uh, but remember that in most communities, uh, the downtown, if you have a Walmart in the community, by the way, Not out downtown here. downtown is pretty much gone. Yeah, that's true. And that's the case here. Uh, uh, now all we have are little specialty shops, basically, in any of these communities you'll find mm-hmm. where a Walmart store has gone in. Uh, say what you want to about Walmart, and they've you know they've got a lot of things you can buy, and and Lord knows you can't find them that cheap somewhere most anywhere else, but right. but they sure do their damage to communities. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'm thought. Maybe I'm. No, no, I mean it's true. I mean, sorry. I I remember uh, I remember when I went to MBA school, the whole state of Vermont was keeping them out. You know, they didn't want to lose any of the small small businesses in uh, Vermont and. In, out here in California, where, where I live in major cities, we don't have Walmart. Uh, they haven't penetrated into the big cities out here. In, yeah, in California. And they, they, they probably yeah, I, I know because there was uh, a, a big some big noise about one trying to go into Chicago, and mm-hmm. they they weren't they were fighting it mm-hmm. somewhere in Chicago. Yeah, you were talking last week about the post office. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have, uh, of course, the uh, you know, post office in our community. We have uh, mail delivery. Um, we have a very lovely mail lady that, that comes by every day, and I don't know her that well, but I've met her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the gentleman that delivered before her, I got to know, delivered my mail before she uh, came on board. I knew her. I, I got to know her very well. So does, uh, do you get mail, you get mail delivered well. to the door? What's that? Do you get mail delivered to the door? Correct. I like that. It's nice. Uh, somebody was talking the other day about somebody, uh, I, I don't remember what, what the circumstances were, but they were trying to uh, to set it up so that a uh, community would have a, a community mail uh, point where, where you would go pick up your mail. Right. Yeah. Well, that might be okay for some people, but I would not like that. No, my, Tui, my I've got it, and it's Tui. My, I have my first cousin uh, on my dad's side. He lives in a small town in Iowa, Chambers, Iowa, with 400 people. Uh, the bank. If you go get your mail, you have to go to the bank. That's where the post office is at. <laughs> oh my. So um, you're pretty restricted on your hours as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, the, you would be. The town is so small. You know, they have I think one bar and one church and, and the bank, and that's about it. You, really important stuff, <laughs> and probably a funeral home. You know, probably. But. Well, funeral home's got to be. You got to have funeral home. <laughs> but I was thinking the other day when I when I heard somebody mention this whole mm-hmm. community uh, mail drop point or whatever you wish to call it. I was thinking, how the devil am I going to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking, what about uh, Alaska, you know? When all oh, that yeah. bad weather up there, that, sure. that had to be how they got to, they just drop off the central point. I don't remember if you have door-to-door call in some of the really bad areas in the country, you know, in Alaska and things. I don't know. Well, as I said, this is all I've ever known. Yeah. Uh, you know, this kind of meal delivery is all I've ever known. Um, I grew up, as I say, I, I was born here and uh, lived here. And, yeah, so this is this is all the only situation I've ever known. I've never had a post office box. They have them here, but I've never had one. So, so, so the uh, post office.
post the lady or whatever doesn't frown at you when she's dropping off a box over at your place. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, no, she's pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, and very seldom. I, I've never had something come through damaged. I've been very fortunate. And I've, uh, I did have something come through that Mr. Taylor tried to send me one time. This was several years ago at another address that went awry and somehow it got to a town about 25 miles north or northwest of here, something like that. And the person that got it didn't even have the same last name as I did. <laughs> and, and it was, of course, a different zip code. They're making up for a lost time here. Oh, yeah. And it, um, and it, uh, what was interesting about that was he got the stuff, sat on it for a while, didn't know what to do with it. Finally, finally tracking the return address, got Jim's number and called him and got He couldn't just my, put it back in the mailbox saying the I'm talking about wrong now. address? Uh-huh. Yes. I guess not. So, so he got he got Jim got my address from Jim and finally brought the stuff to me, but didn't bring it all. He lost some of it. <laughs> oh, that was bizarre. <laughs> this this person is not running the town hall or anything, is he? I hope not. Good night, nurse. I hope not. <laughs> oh, that's oh, too man. much. That is too much. Did you finally get the rest of your goodies? Oh, am I got some coming? No, they oh, get... no, no, no. I'm, I'm so sorry. I meant from this from person Jim. who showed up. Oh, no. I No, I didn't. Uh, Jim had to resend some of it. No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I, I miss, I, well, he, prob- I, he probably went cherry-picking and took what he wanted before you got it. Hey, might have, but what was he going to do with it? It was just it was old radio shows, actually. Well, maybe you made a convert. You know, that's possible. I not, now see that. You know, okay. I, 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 that got me thinking. Um, last week, everybody, last Sunday, uh, I played a John Dunning interview with Billy Idolson. And if huh. most, most people would know... Billy Idelson played Russ and Vic yes. Insade. Well, Paul Reimer, was the head writer, wrote the whole series for the whole run, right. who had a wild sense of humor. He was from a small town in Illinois. Yeah, and it was interesting, all, all, all the towns that get mentioned in that series. Right. Well, guess what well, he... Of course, I know about most of them. Guess what he did for last, Patricia and Ron. you have any idea what he would do with the mail? To, to, uh... To, uh... Um, for him himself, what would he do with the mail? Get to get a chuckle out of it. Do you guys have any ideas? No, I don't. I, I'm not sure I understand the question. You mean when mail? Uh, I I don't understand. Okay. What mail? He when he he wanted to have a, a laugh and a chuckle. He would he would send interesting poke cards. So what he would do, what he would do is find out a friend and misaddressed the postcard two, two, three doors house away from him <laughs> and write some risque stuff on the postcard <gasps> and basically, you know, imply that this person was having an affair or whatever. And, send it, and, the, and the ladies would look at it and bring it back to the, po- to the, to the original owner. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Yeah, he did have an interesting sense of humor. This yes, he sure did. But that's what he oh, did. Oh, my uncle did something as awful as that oh, one time. Oh, really? Oh, dear. 
Yeah. No, it, I, it was really dreadful. Apparently, he and my aunt had a neighbor who was one of the challenges to live with in the neighborhood. Uh -huh. uh, you know, every, every neighborhood probably winds up with yep. one at, Everybody at some has time one. or another, but yep. they wound up with a double dose in this single person. And he was in a card store with these really outrageous, humorous cards. Yep. And he sent one to her that said, your frosted bathroom window is in backwards. <laughs> and he thought it was really funny until she hired a workman to reverse the frosted Barbara Schwartz, the head of the Vic and Sade fan club, next Sunday, everybody, uh, August the 4th. And it's definitely a show that we have people in our listening audience who just love it, and others who just don't understand it. It's and the Chicago be on the gang. Um, Ray in Chicago mm -hmm. absolutely loves that show. Louis Johnson so from Maine. you guys up in Illinois are the Vic and Sade gang. We would be, but I, I can't. I can't get there. I just can't do it. I don't know why. It just doesn't do anything for me. It never has. See Walden. See Ray. I told you. Well, you're I'm not, not the only one out here. Well, I, you're not. I, I'm wondering if I sat down and listened to all 300 episodes, would I have an appreciation for it? And I don't uh, know. Well, according to Ray in Chicago, we would. Mm -hmm. It's one of those where you have to stay with it for a while. And I guess it's not like Mum and Abner. Mum and Abner were just funny from the opening of the show. You it didn't sure was. need to know anything about them, although it made it even funnier when you did. Mm -hmm. They were just funny. They but were. with Rick and Sade, I think you really have to stay with it for a while. You must. I will, but, I will say this, though. that and Somebody was talking the other night about half-hour shows. Yeah. How uh, how half hour shows weren't weren't as good or weren't as popular as the, as the serial. Well, I think that's also the situation with Lum and Abner. I did not enjoy the half hour Lum and Abner shows. You didn't enjoy the half hour? Is that what you no, said? I did not. I think they're awful. I agree. I do too. I do too. I I like the the uh, the, ho the 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 homey. Uh, the, I think the audience distracted from it. I really do. I think you right, are you think? absolutely yeah. right. We've, we've yeah. talked about that at different times, and it's really peculiar because Fibber McGee and Molly had an audience, and it wrecked the show when they lost absolutely it. Absolutely correct. Lumen Abner didn't have an audience, and it wrecked the show when they wound up in front of one. I never thought about that. So she thinks You're about, right. So she thinks about Amos and Andy was unique. It was popular during the 15-minute run. With no audience, and it was popular with an audience of 30 minutes. They made Correct. it. They made it work both ways. So they However, did the bridge. Uh, their 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 uh, their poor week time was when they went to went to the music hall. That right. was awful. Right. Well, I think what happened there. I think they were just fulfilling out their contract with CBS. They were, and they all they were all they became was glorified disc jockeys, mm -hmm. really, and it wasn't fun. It couldn't have been fun for them. You know, they, they probably just went down to the station to record their tracks and some an engineer just dropped into the, the music, probably. I think you're probably right. Yeah, but probably they did have yeah. a can. It was must, I would expect it was canned, canned laughter by then. 
Uh-huh. It wouldn't have been a live audience. Yep, I mean, I agree. And all those, by the way, people have been wondering, um, Elizabeth McLeod had confirmed all 435 minutes, 435 half-hour Amos and Andy radio shows do survive. We just, they're just not in circulation. Um, so, the half-hour show? Is there yeah, that many? They yeah. even did that many. Yeah. I did not know that. Right. I, I think more people knew about the 200 that's floating out there. How about there. The music? Yeah. And how many of those survived? The, the whole series survived, but I think all, all we got is one or two. I have, I've only got one or two of yeah, these calls. Yeah. I have, like, the last show and yes. the uh, Frank Sinatra guest shot, I think. And that, but... Uh, all of them do survive, but they're just not been released to the public. Ah, uh, I understand. You know. So we have to go sit on someone's doorstep and say, please, 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 yeah. could I have some more? Yeah, well, Rick Carell. We'll do the Oliver Twist routine. Please, sir, may I have more? <laughs> I thought Amos Andy was delightful. I really did. I enjoyed it very much. Oh, gosh, it was a great show. Yes, it was. It was a super show. What made so. that show work? What made Amos and Andy work? That's a good question. What do you think? I, I don't know. I'm, what do you I'm think, Patricia? It worked. What do you I think? I think it built on, I think originally it, it, it got its, its, its audience in the 15-minute programs, and I think it just built and grew from that. Um, I don't know. You remember the, the stories about about them shutting down movie theaters to listen oh, yeah. to Amos and Andy, you know, and things like that. I don't know. What do you think, Patricia, as you being a writer, what do you think made that show work? I think it was a combination of things, but um, primarily it was the exaggeration of a stereotype. And exaggeration always works in comedy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the convoluted schemes that they got George Kingfish Stevens involved in, I think, was a pivotal part of the show. I never thought about so that. So writing. Uh, writing and the exaggeration, the hyperbole. I think those were the two factors. What do you think? Well, one thing, I, I don't know if more people realize the same writing team that wrote Amos and Andy also wrote Leave it to Beaver. Really? Now, yeah. that I didn't know because yeah. I'm not a TV person. Right. But uh, so those guys, Moser and those guys who were... Uh, were Conway were really good writers. And I, I think until you just mentioned... Those characters, like uh, the Kingfish and the Sapphire, mm -hmm. were bigger than life. Exactly. They were exaggerated characters. Mm -hmm. And you can take any anything in life and you exaggerate it with good writing and it the whole world comes down. I mean it's it it really is funny. Mm -hmm. And it was it was truly funny. It really was. It really was funny. It was laugh out right. loud stuff. Yeah. When you can laugh out loud at something and you're sitting all by yourself, you're not feeding off anybody else's laughter, you know it's funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, and isn't it so sad that it, that it became politically incorrect? I just cannot, I just, that just makes me so mad when we'll, I think about that. We'll come around. It, I, I'm convinced we will come around and begin to appreciate an awful lot of things that have been put on the shelf in the meantime. I hope so, because they yeah. ruined our society. I think so. Well, it's time for a question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. No, now I really, I really nailed week. you last week because well, I was being kind of witchy last you week. You were. You got to. You got to admit it. You were because because uh, the janitor never did have a last name, by the way. Yes, did he? he did. Did he? Oh, I didn't know. Oh my. 
I've been working yeah. on this. <laughs> I, gotta, I guess i got to work some more. You're going to have to go work some more. I'll work um, some more because I have but, therapy and I see, love You know, it, it takes me a while to kind of settle in with a new caller and understand what your interests are and what you're really up on. Uh-oh. But all I knew was that you're really good in old-time radio. And Uh-oh. I thought, wow. I are really you going to give him your favorite? Here. Are you going to give him your famous, famous Amos and Andy trivia question? You know, uh, but before you do that, yeah. Richard, you gotta, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm sorry that my reputation succeeded me. Maybe maybe it didn't do me any any favors here. I it don't know that I'm as good as some people might think I am. Yeah, well, you lost. <laughs> well, remember, too, that, that uh, uh, I was, uh, I'm 61, so I, I came, I got in right at the tail end of everything. So most of what I picked up has been, you know. You know what that yeah. co- you know what that means, Ron? What? There's no excuses. <gasps> not around here. <laughs> okay. Good thinking, Walden. Okay, what, I'm not what is my excuses. what I'm is my magical Andy question? Oh, what's what is what is Andy's middle name? That's my magical one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. He identifies H- himself H- as H- Andrew H. Brown. That's right. H, right? So what? I've the... heard that, but I don't know the name. Oh. I've heard H. I've heard. I've heard Andrew H. Brown. Okay. I've heard that. Okay. Well, we're going to hold on to that one because I'm not going to tell you. You either have to go look or wait for somebody to call in with the answer. All right. So I'll go look because I, I'm. Not, if anybody calls in and I won't hear them, I don't have my internet. It's, it's not. I'm not. I'm not getting it. There you go. All right. Well. You're n- okay. Here's All another right. one. So here's another one. Okay. What was the name of Wistful Vista's mayor, Deborah McGee and Molly's mayor? Uh, mayor La Trivia. Oh, wow. Very good. good wow. And Gail Gordon was just superb in that role. Oh, wasn't he? He was good. Oh, oh man. He was, he was fabulous in whatever he, he did. He was wonderful. Just love that I man. Think, I, think, I think Gail Gordon and John Dana, too, Patricia's favorites, and Elliot Lewis. Well, oh, know? really? Yeah. Well, then let's talk about John Daner for a second. Or did we last week? I can't remember. We did. We did. <laughs> oh, we did. I, I, All right, you I have just, to tell I, me what radio shows you would tremendous. like, John. What radio shows, John? I love John Daner. I just enjoy listening to John Daner. His, he had a set of pipes on me you wouldn't believe. That's that I already know. What, what yeah. radio shows would you like, Ron? Oh. Well, you know what I don't have? I don't have, of all things, well, I don't, I'm light on comedy. I really am. Um, I don't have any, uh, my, my favorite husband. I have very few. Uh, you don't have any what? My favorite husband. My favorite husband. Oh, I've got some. I don't have any. Okay. Well, I've got very few, will, I should say. You will have some now. And I don't have, another thing I don't have is I have very, I don't have a whole lot of uh, Bergen McCarthy. Which one would you like? Let's do uh, let's do my favorite husband this time. Okay, you got it. All right. Okay, Ron. Well, thank you. Please stay warm. We'll send well, you a blanket. Thank you, and I'm trying. I will try. Warm. Yes, I, I'll try. And thank you. I enjoyed the visit again very much. You bet, Ron. Oh, our pleasure. Thanks for calling, Ron. All righty. Take care. Sure. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Seven one four. Five, four, five, 
2071. It doesn't fail. It never fails. Stuff. Hello there. You're on with Watering Stuff. Hog. Hi, Hog. <laughs> How you doing, folks? We're doing fine, Ralph. How are you? Good. We're we surrounded with thunderstorms up here. Ah. Uh, Did you know that Patricia Ralph had the middle name? Ralph has a middle name? Well, he gave it. He gave He gave. I it. didn't hear it. I didn't even know who it oh. was. Oh, Hog. Oh, you gave the... Oh, oh. He, I thought you were telling yeah. me Ralph had a middle name. <laughs> it, it's a funny coincidence. <laughs> my, my closest friends, when we worked together, we used to call each other Hog. Oh, my goodness. And of course, I've probably been a hog for like 40, 50 years. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever ride a Harley Davidson? Well, no, I, I never did a motorcycle. You never did a hog, okay. No, not one of them. I, I lost too many friends to motorcycles. Oh, bless your heart. I, I understand. You get two stars for not riding on one of those things. My doctor rides one. I'm hysterical. <laughs> this, this man is a treasure for me, and he rides to work on a motorcycle. Oh, oh I'm a wreck. And he of all priests rides know. one. Pardon? The, the, the Catholic priest at Tony's church, he yeah. rides a motorcycle. The priest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Ralph, I, I, I want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but we have a theme for tonight, and I don't want to miss the opportunity to ask you, what is the best bargain you ever got? Oh, it was uh, my marriage license. I lost. I win. I win. I win. That's a deal. Ralph, guess what? Guess what, Ralph? You never believed us. Patricia and I had a bet on that on your answer tonight. What? And 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 Patricia won. Yeah, and Patricia won the bet. Yeah, we we really did. Walden came up with the theme. He said, "Let's ask about best bargain ever," and I said, "Ralph is going to say Tony." Yeah, how about that? Oh, I, you guys are all right. And I gave Patricia even money, so I made her the favor. I knew I was going to lose this one, so I only owe her an extra nickel. Walden thought oh. that was the correct answer, so we both <laughs> knew you were going to say Tony. So, Patricia, I have to buy you a nickel Coke. Do you think we can buy a nickel Coke somewhere? A nickel Coke? <laughs> <laughs> Will we be able to see it in the bottom of the glass? What? A nickel coke. Well, anyway, I thought I thought that was pretty cool because I had confidence, Ralph. I just knew you were going to say that. Well, you're, you're very smart. <laughs> I take back all the bad things I said about you. See? Oh, see, I earned right. my so, redemption. So, Ralph, how much was the marriage license? It was two bucks. It was two bucks. Yeah, and Tony, and Tony paid for it. <laughs> I guess it was a bargain. much a marriage license cost now? I don't know, but in the old radio shows and even some of the old television shows, yeah. they will say, I've got $2 right. for a marriage license. That was the going rate it for a long time. Forever. It like a three-cent stamp. Forever. I should look. While you guys are talking, I'll look and see how much a marriage license is here. Well, the new marriage licenses don't seem to last as long as the old ones. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the glue is weak. 
Mm. Well, make it all right. <laughs> so what have you been doing this week? Oh, well, we had a we had a little garage sale this weekend. Oh, did you buy anything? And, uh, that that consumed quite a bit of time. But uh, you you wouldn't believe it at, at my although I don't ride motorcycles at my age. I got a one of those uh, ATVs, all-terrain vehicles. Yes. And I, um, a couple of years ago, I had a guy come in with a bulldozer and cut roads all over my little acreage here. Oh. I, I got my own, <laughs> my own course to travel. Oh, you are funny. But you know, when I went to screw the thing, I called the insurance company and. And they said, well, uh, it was AARP, and they said, well, most of our members don't ride ATVs, <laughs> so I had to go somewhere else to get insurance. I want to say AARP offers insurance for wheelchair. Yeah, wheelchair, they would do. <laughs> Only Walden. Only Walden would never, think about something like that. Yeah, I never okay, thought of I've it. got marriage license by state, okay. and then it even breaks it down into counties. For California, it runs between thirty-five and one hundred dollars to get a to get a marriage license. Wow. What about New York City? Would that be the most expensive? I wonder. Well, let's see here. New York, New York, a wonderful town. Um, let's see. Um, in New, uh, let's see, New York, New York City, thirty-five dollars. Wow, they will not. Amazing. <laughs> Outside of New York City, it's forty dollars. I guess they make it up in the reception. Well, maybe in numbers, did they do it in volume? I mean, the state doesn't collect any money for a reception, tax money, but... Well, I'm just trying to think. So, a marriage license is issued by the county? It's uh, the office of the... It's usually the county clerk in county New York, clerk. the city clerk, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we had, I think we went to the county clerk's office. Uh-huh. And you can get married there, too. But you have to make an appointment. <laughs> Well, I wonder if she, if she got married by the justice of the peace inside of a court. I want now you have to make re, make a reservation. You probably sure. do. Yeah, you do. You need to make an appointment. Yeah. Well, I I had to get married in the church. Oh my goodness! I'll bet you did. Yeah. You had no choice. It was there or nowhere. When my mom and dad were celebrating their fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary in two weeks, and um, they had the reception, you know, they got they got married to church, but they had the reception at the house. Oh, that's cool. You know, so I'm just thinking, you know, that's how, uh, you know, let's we'll face it, that's how you control costs well, nowadays. You know, they they also came from a very tiny town. Mm-hmm. True, four thousand so, people. I, you know, they, I know. And and when we're talking about intimate friends, it's not a well, Madonna I, thing. Yeah. I'll never get over that article. Madonna, when she got married, I think it was the last time. Yeah. I don't know how many times she's been married. But when yeah. Madonna got married, they said it was a small wedding, only four hundred of their most intimate, intimate. friends. Hello. <laughs> 
their most intimate friends. Your unintimate ones would have filled the stadium. Good grief. That's amazing. Just amazing. So so did you finally get insurance for your ATV? Oh, yeah, yeah, I finally did, yeah. Did it but cost that, an that arm was and a leg? the previous one. I have another one now. You do? How, how much is insurance for an ATV compared to a car? Oh, it's, it's much, much less. Is it? Yes. You're more likely to die in an ATV, I think. <laughs> yeah, but they're not as expensive to replace. That's true. That's true. Um, if, if you crack them up, it's okay. But, you know, when you crack up an ATV, it, they're really dangerous things to ride. Yeah, but, you know, I'm... I, um, yeah, but... I'm careful. All right. That's true. And, and you don't have anything... You don't have traffic coming in the other direction on an ATV. No, so the only, I might run into a deer or something out here. See? Dangerous. Really dangerous. Yesterday, someone came to the garage sale, and they saw five bucks in our driveway. Wow. And they all had nice nice racks on them. Oh, you're not kidding. I thought you meant $5. No, no, no. Five, five uh, male deer. Oh, my goodness. Thank so you. It's a funny thing. At this time of the year... The, the bucks travel together. They kind of yeah. group up. Uh -huh. They're kind of a brotherhood. But when it's mating kinda, season comes, they fight each other. I know. It's it's kind of early for them to be pairing off like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, they were... Um, these guys were just having a nice afternoon walking around the sun. <laughs> <laughs> they were out with the guys looking for an S word. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, deer can really do damage to a car. My brother... Uh, oh, you yeah. hit a car, and it can do damage to a car if you don't wash it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we've had two. Tony actually hit two of them. She hit the jackpot, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame. You know, they come out from the side of the road so fast. Uh, there's nothing you can do. You just hung to it if that happens. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, what what radio shows were you listening to this week? Oh, I've been listening to a lot of Gildersleeve. We're still on the Gildersleeve. You haven't run out of them yet. I've been listening to it. You you haven't run out yet. Oh no! You know I can listen to them over and over. I just get a kick out of them. I was looking at um, how Perry's son phone number this afternoon, so I was thinking about giving him a call, see if we can get uh, or how Perry's son on the show and talk about the great girls we even memories of his dad. So, uh, hope I can pull that off. But, uh, you know, that was just a favorite show for so many people, the great girls we've been a, yeah, been a classic. Between that and Silver Biggie and Amos and Andy, I'm, I'm really tied into that trio. <laughs> Uh, there are so many of those shows to listen to. You're done for for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> I doubt that. Only so much, I, I doubt that. that. 
All right. Well, I have a Gildersleeve question for you. Oh. Are you ready? I hope I got the answer. Yeah, sure. All right. Bertie. We all know Bertie. Yeah. What was Bertie's full name? Her character? No, Bertie in the show. Or her real name. She had a, no, no, Bertie was her first name. She had a middle name and a last name. Yeah, her her character's name. What was her character's full name? Yeah, yeah, that's one I don't know. Oh, my goodness, I'll bet you do, and you just can't conjure it. Hmm. Bertie. Yeah, I can't remember hearing it. All right. Well, that's your homework assignment. When you you have to listen hard when right. you get to. I think they had it. One of the Easter shows had the whole mm-hmm. thing. Her uh, whole name didn't. Yep. Okay. Often. Here's another one. That, you're right, Patricia. It did. It's after occasionally. What what oh, was? You know, when they did the show where uh, Leroy was selling the Christmas trees. Yes. Uh huh. She was singing. She seemed pretty good. She sure did. Yeah, she was. She was a very good singer. What was Floyd the Barber's last name? Munson. Oh, good. Okay, we we got him. We can give that yeah. man a prize. Yeah. Let me see. Ralph. That was good. Floyd the Barber was the common term that was used to identify him. So, Floyd Munson. Okay. All right. What would you like me to add to your envelope? Uh, if, if there's still some out there, I'm sticking with Silver McGee. I think we may be finished. If I'm finished with Silver, what would you like? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. <laughs> you're, in, you're into comedies lately. Yeah, is there uh, is there more Amos and Andy out there? Is there a lot of those? Did I? I didn't send you the entire series, or did I? Have, I? I have. I think I have two two discs. That's all. Oh goodness. Okay, we have to start from scratch on Amos and Andy then. I have a million Amos and Andy shows, so we'll have to start. You know, I I really uh, remember listening to them live on the radio. And um, no other program that was transmitting at the same time wanted to be opposite them. Because they, <laughs> I can't they believe just... that. Actually, there's a famous story in Canada. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, you know, I guess uh, because they were so close to New York. Um, and the radio waves would bump into each other. So what Canada, where this radio station on the border did, they sold time for Amos and Andy, even though they, they didn't play it. In other words, they had a spot, they had a sponsor who said, this next half hour of dead air is sponsored by so-and-so. Well, and so they shut off, and that way people could hear Amos and Andy with no conflict. Oh, oh I never oh heard that. Goodness. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I have at least 11 CDs of Amos and Andy stuff. 
so we all have right. a while to go. Uh, yeah, we have a while I'll start on them. Okay. All right. Uh, we have uh, a while to go. I told you a couple of weeks ago I'm running out of places to put these things. We're going to have to gonna have to rent a, a storage unit. I think, well, we could work on that. Walden is doing the same thing to me. Patricia can appreciate that. You know, she's running out of space, too. Walden has been, his mom has been sending boxes. She doesn't send envelopes. She sends boxes. Oh, yeah, she was, yeah, I heard you talking about that previously. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been to the mailbox a for a few days. I, I don't even want to look. Well, you look, my mom had, my mom went and did a whole week worth of work, so she didn't burn too many CDs at night for you, Patricia. Bless her heart. Bless her little heart. I'm still hauling them up from the trunk. Unreal. Okay, well, we'll start on Amos and Andy and just keep going until we run out of them. Very good. All right. Hey, um, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you much for being there, and uh, I'll call you next week. All right. Well, thank you All much right. for being there yourself, and I'm so happy that you gave me a win. I just knew you were going to say Tony was the best bargain. You won. Well, I don't want to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell her. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, good night. Good night. Bye-bye. We do have a special live guest next Saturday night, everybody. Uh, Chris Schultz will be back with us to talk about his new book on Fibber McGee and Molly. Right, Patricia? It's, it's an expansion of Fibber McGee and Molly. We had Ken Goff said he tried to call or he was going to call last week to add to the salt and watermelon conversation. So maybe uh, Ken will call tonight, too. Who's hello there? there. You're on there. Good morning. This is Gary in Wisconsin. Good morning, Hi, Gary. Good morning. It's we not morning. We're in yet. the middle of a heat wave. Yeah, well, what, it's, what, what is it? A quarter to nine, so it's only a quarter, uh, quarter, quarter to twelve here. Yeah, quarter, quarter to ten, or quarter to eleven. Well, it might be morning somewhere. Well, oh, it, it probably, it, it probably. I think it's morning in Nova Scotia. But probably where, where the, uh, the queen, what is it, the queen great-grandson is, right? What about it? Well, it's morning there. Well, indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was right on the name of the baby, too. Oh, you know, did you see? The bookmakers in Burton lost a lot of money because that was the favorite. George was the favorite? Yes. Uh-huh, and I picked George. You're, you're, you're sharp, Patricia. What can um, I say? I tell you, I'm hot again. <laughs> I am hot. So how is your weather up there? Oh, yeah, you, no, you don't, no, 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 you don't want to come here. Oh. <laughs> it's you know, we currently. We've been crossed off lists along the way, you know? right now, it's 56 degrees. Holy oh, cow. you're right and here on the phone. It is supposed to get a low of 45 tonight. <gasps> Gary, what has High happened? of 65 tomorrow. 46 is the low for tomorrow. Um, the five-day forecast is got Wednesday being the highest, which will be 77. Burr. So there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, Patricia, I'm in shock, so go ahead. Burr. Oh, burr. And I was uh, I was talking to my wife, and she said that um, someplace up in uh, 
uh, up in our, up in the north around the North Pole. Yeah. Got up to eighty nine or something like that. I you know they they have the screwiest weather up there. Let me see what the North Pole is. You guys keep talking. I'll let you know what the North Pole is. What's colder, the north or the south? South Pole, I believe. That's a good question. I believe Antarctica. Right now, right now, the South Pole is cold. Yeah. Because they're well, they're, 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 they're in their but winter time. They're in dark. I, the South Pole doesn't have a zip code that I know of. Does it? Well, yeah, because the South Pole is the only place that people live. Because there's but nobody, nobody lives in the North Pole. I'll let you know in just a minute. North Pole. Well, South Pole. Where North Pole, Alaska, at the moment, yeah. is 76 degrees. Okay, so where do the penguins go? It's warmer there than it is here. Sure. So where do the penguins go? Are they in the south? Penguins are in the South Pole. And... South Pole, South America, uh, southern borders of, uh, of um, Australia, some parts of it. South Pole isn't coming up. I'm very sorry. South Pole does not have a zip code. Well, does anybody live on the South Pole? Yeah, there's over 4,000 people living on the South Pole. You're kidding. No. Who would... It, who, there's... Uh, the South Pole is split up in... Um, oh, gosh. I forget how many countries actually have claimed uh, portions of the South Pole. Oh, yeah. I should have asked for Antarctica, not... South well, Amo Burr, didn't he went to the North Pole, right? In the 30s? Oh. No, I think Admiral Byrd was to the south. South Pole, wait a minute. And no. Byrd, Byrd went to the North Pole. Hmm. What's in the North Pole? The North Pole. But Byrd went to the North Pole. Gary, thanks. Oh, okay. So the North Pole. All that is is just a big chunk of ice. Where the South Pole is an actual continent. There's actual land underneath the ice there. Antarctica. So, really, have somebody really put a pole in the North Pole and a pole in the South Pole? It's a fictitious... He's pulling your leg again. Um, <laughs> and it ranges from 88 degrees below zero to... One degree below zero is the warmest I've got. Oh, zero. There are places all over that. There are um, little spots all over the place that are turning in weather reports. But it looks like anywhere from zero to minus 88 is the temperature in Antarctica right now. That's cold. How how often do they have their swimming season, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's Weather a couple of days. Let me, let me see if they've got um, averages here. Tornado warning. No, they don't, they don't have any 
weather averages. Well, they, they must have the same around. problem at the North Pole then. It, it, they might have a few days that's all light, 24 hours a day, a couple of days that's all, all dark, right? It got to I be. I don't know. Ian, that's a good question. I don't know what the lighting situation is in, in uh, the South Pole. Yeah, you know. I um I just clicked on here. And I'm looking. South uh, Pole lightning daylight. in the South Pole. Well, let's see, South Pole daylight. Current local time, Wikipedia. One of the two points we know that South Pole gets dark. Okay, light daylight. <laughs> Yeah, what I'm looking at right now, from April to August, the South Pole is dark. It has been dark for There's three months. Z- By June zero, 21st. Zero sunshine. <clears throat> yep, four seasons, an overview. By June 21st, it has been dark for three months at the South Pole. So, yeah, it gets Oh, dear me. Oh, this is awful. Look at all that ice. <laughs> no, Weldon, don't make me go there, please. You, you don't think we're going to need an, an IQ for your, for your cup of coffee? I don't think. No, no. I don't know how I would. All right, 23 at noon. Um, if somebody would pay for it so you could go down there, you wouldn't go? No. My, my, in, my, uh, aunt, my, I, my aunt and uncle took a cruise down there. They, they're, they're, my aunt loved birds, so they went. They went and visited the penguins, and so they took a cruise down there. Uh, you know, there are an awful lot of zoos that have penguins. Walden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want to go there. Okay. I, I understand. So, so. All I need to do is you find... You might mention it to them. Look, look, all I need to do, I guess you got to find you a steam locomotive, right? That's right. That's steam, all I need to do. A steam choo-choo, right? Yeah, yeah. You betcha. Are there any out there? Steam oh, yeah, they are. My brother said he's got some in Colorado. Ah. Of course, I can't breathe. You <laughs> get a mile high when we get past Denver. He's in the mountains beyond Denver. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, you know, when they come here, they're fine. I've never asked about adapting after a week here. They have to go back up into the, you know, the thin air. That's the. I never asked if they had trouble if they needed some oxygen. re-entry time. Well, maybe they, well, they always, you know, the, you know, the athletes feel tired when they're, cause they're playing. Especially when, uh-huh. they play, when they play basketball up there in, in Denver. Yeah, and the Mile High Stadium yeah. for football. Yeah. I, I think that really is a home team advantage. Because yeah. Yeah. the home team should do very well in other stadiums, but when they... Visitors come to Mile High Stadium. Boy, it must be brutal for some of those guys. That guy be in good shape. Yeah. Now, we live at ground zero here. We have places that 
are at zero elevation. You have nothing below sea level? No, the New Orleans. New Orleans is. But I thought there were a couple places in Florida below sea level. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, the bottom of lakes. Okay. Oh, yeah, truly. Um, a friend of mine sent me an, e um, an email on Facebook um, that uh, Governor Jingle is just signed a bill to bring prayer back to uh, the schools. Ah. I I know, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was one of the Carolinas that did some stuff too. So it's amazing what's happening. Well, uh, well this one from, from Governor Jingle, and then uh, they said that Alabama was probably the next to do it. Hmm. Good, good, so, good, good. Now it's weird. Now, now, now my weather, everybody, is hot and humid. I'm Your get, weather is hot and humid? Now it's getting hot and humid in here this evening now. So, so wait a minute. Uh, 92626? Yeah. And I, 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 I recalled about a sweatshirt. Now I'm starting to feel like it's hot, getting hot and humid around You're here. having hot flashes? Might be. It's 68 degrees out there. Well, for me, that is warm. Look, and it's 68 degrees. That's cold I know, for you. I know, but it seems like it's humid. What's the humidity? Well, I'll have to, I'll have to go here. Hold on. I have to go to a different one. Mm -hmm. I've got all sorts of little gizmo thingies. What's the best bargain, Gary, you ever come across? guarantee you, uh, when Sisha and I were discussing the topic earlier this evening, that that didn't cross my mind. I thought about no, it. No, I never thought of myself as a bargain. <laughs> I'm inexpensive, but I'm, you know, not cheap. <laughs> There's a difference. There is. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I've, gotten, I've gotten cars, uh, pretty good cars for free. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, there's bunches of stuff that I've... You could have stopped at the radio show. Hmm? You could have stopped after you said... Oh, well, show. I know I did. Well, I'm just saying, there's there's other things that I have gotten, but this is probably, you know, the best is this radio show. Cool. Okay, you earned some brownie points. This is good. This is good. Walden, it's 67 degrees out there. That's cold. I know. The humidity is 76%, but, is you know, when your temperature goes down, the humidity goes up. Yeah, that's why I guess I'm feeling, I, I feel the extra humidity, and I just seem, I, I, it's just, I associate heat and humidity together. Maybe that's wrong. Well, let's it's see. Here, um, here. Wind humidity, it doesn't say anything about the, um, what was the word we were looking for the other day? Heat index. Ah, uh, yes. Doesn't have a heat index for you, so I guess it must feel like 67. Well, see, that's why, to me, the heat index is somewhat of a new thing. You, they don't, we really don't, they don't discuss it out here. 
Well, now, maybe. I don't, well, I don't recall that they discuss it here either. It just is. <laughs> you know. So who made it up? Some statistician that worked for the Weather Bureau decided to create the thing called the He Index. Right. Yeah, somebody who works at the. Yeah, that's true. What's the name of the Weather Bureau uh, that monitored the no. weather for the country? Everybody. Um, Noah. Yeah, Noah. Is it Noah? Noah, yeah. The North, what? It is the National Oceanic Research. Does that sound right? National Oceanic. Help me, Gary. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, come on. Yeah. I tell you though, some you know when you're in trouble when when the conversation all not uh, all acronym and you have no clue what they're talking about. I know, I know, um, and I asked you what scuba was, and you knew, or did you? What was it again? Scuba. What does scuba stand for when I, you go scuba diving? diving? No, I mm -hmm. did not know, but you told me. And what did I tell you? Uh, it was a derivative of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. N-O-A-A. Okay. So what scuba is? Now, self? self? Gary, do you know? I don't know the what the acronym is. It's self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. But I do know who who invented it. Who invented the scuba gear? Okay. It was Jacques Cousteau? That's true. I forgot that. Yes, you are absolutely you know, correct. They, Get that man had, a kitty doll. They had uh, deep sea. Uh, outfits before that but they were all on they had a a long pipe or tube and a rope connected yeah. to them yeah he had a very memorable tv show if you think about it remember see my saturday afternoon i think it was it was jacques Cousseau. uh his you, son took it over you can watch before he died yeah yeah but it's just you can watch the uh ocean deep see thing in Saturday afternoon we saw here. Hmm. Okay. All right. We're going to give you a question. Would you like a detective question or a comedy question? Um, ooh, uh, let's go with the detective. The detective. Gerald Moore was the actor who played this detective. Who was the detective? I haven't the foggiest idea. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Um, all right, let me see here. It doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, what was Mr. Peavy's profession in The Great Gildersleeve? Uh, 
PV, Mr. PV. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, that would be a good topic, Patricia. Give give out the cast faces to different shows and people try to figure out what show it comes from. Ooh. This is good. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. Which subject? Uh, he was a pharmacist. That's right. All right. Oh, Did right. you look that up? Tell the truth. Yes, I was. Yes. I, was <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. See, I, I can hear you when I can hear you when you cheat. Okay, okay. Now, what's the difference between a a pharmacy and a drugstore. Pharmacy Nothing. just deals with drugs, and a drugstore has other items to to deal with health care. Well, your your pharmacy is right in there as well. I don't think there is a difference. That's why usually, you know, well, see. At hospitals, you only they only have pharmacies. Where the other places like Walgreens, that's a uh, that's a drugstore, so because they have everything else.
my face, got my reservation. Spent each dime I could afford, like a child in wild anticipation. Long to hear that all George Wright. Merry Christmas, everybody! It's July 27th here, 2013. Walt and I are here. Walden is me. <laughs> <laughs> and over there, at your snack, is Patricia. And the evil twin. <laughs> Walden is me. And I'm going to play a little more Patricia's favorite song while she giggles. Giggle, Patricia! Oh gosh, you're funny. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Patricia. Merry Christmas, Walden. Thank you for playing that. Uh, you're welcome. Hello, Carl. How are you? Good evening. It's Charles from New Jersey. Hello, Charles. Charles, you got through. How are you? I know. That's why I, why I, I, I was up to 3.30 Eastern last Saturday night trying to call and get through. I know. You said that in your email. You're a trooper. You are one true loyal person, Charles. I said, I said okay, I'm calling first tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. Yes. You made it. You made it. Well, we missed you, Charles. I'm glad you're okay. I was really happy when you sent the email, Patricia, and went to me that you, you, were, that you were here. And that's, that's important. You know. I'm going through a, well, I'm going through a lot, and I'm, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, you I don't gotta... want to blab too much over the internet because you know, you yeah. know who the heck's listening. But you know, all of us been there, done that. We've all, oh, got, yeah. you know, that's the nice thing about it. Cause there's uh, nobody's alone. We all oh. been there. You know, it's just 
What can I say? Just I can't. I can't believe. Well, I, of course, I lost my job. It'll be three years, I think, 